If you're someone who has a passion for cut flowers, our environment, and wants to make the world more beautiful, you're in the right place. Whether you're growing flowers for pleasure or profit, I'm on a mission to empower flower enthusiasts and professionals to help change the world around them. Whether you're just starting out and need a helping hand, or are looking to scale a substantial flower business, I'm your cut flower woman. Welcome to the Cut Flower Podcast. Hello, today I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got Tom from Woolman's and Tom will introduce himself in a moment. But Woolman's are specialists in dahlias and croissants, amongst other things. Today we're going to be talking about dahlias. So Tom, no further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, My name's Tom Stimson. Um, I've been in the horticultural industry really from a work point of view ever since I left school. but my first, I suppose I, my interest in gardening stems right back from when I was a very young child through my parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. And I suppose one uncle in particular, my great uncle Vic, used to be um, a head gardener for an estate in Leicestershire and used to work in a wonderful old wall garden where there were he used to grow so many dahlias, and especially dahlias, but also amongst other things. But And I just remember there being rows and rows of these wonderful flowers, all colours, all shapes and sizes, all flower types. And I think from that sort of early age, that got me pretty much hooked on dailies. And I've loved them throughout my my, um, working and adult life, really. Um, So I studied for a Bachelor of Science degree at Rittle College in Essex. Um, And for a time, I I worked for a garden centre chain. Um, I dabbled sort of in the cut flower industry a little bit for a company on the South Coast. Um, And then I ended up working um, for for Woolman's and I've been there now for over 20 years. So it's quite quite a long time. Um, So now I'm my sort of title is head of horticulture. I head up our buying team and I'm responsible for the range planning for our catalogue and the content on our website. And along with my colleagues, we work to um, display as many different varieties of dahlia as we can. It's a moving feast. It's forever ongoing. Um, so, yes, that's sort of my sort of immediate background, I suppose. There definitely is a trend um, towards dahlias now. I think it probably uh, historically was great and then took a dip. And now it's on the rise again. <laughs> I've seen yep. as growers and the demand and everything is very dahlia focused, which is brilliant. Have you seen the same trend? Yes, for definite. Because when we first, I mean, we've been trialing dahlias for years and um, we have about a hectare of trial garden at um, our office in Suffolk. And um, I suppose we trial about 100 varieties every year. And yes, when to start with, um, from a sales point of view, numbers were really quite low. Um, But I think as people have, I mean, we've worked quite hard to gain really excellent imagery. Um, We focused on varieties that are good and easy to grow. Um, And we've definitely seen a rise up the last five years, and especially through the lockdown sort of years as well, with more people gardening, um, dramatic rise. And I think it's their colour. They're so vibrant, full of colour. And I, I think people are starting to fall in love with them again. 
definitely. I spoke to Bex Partridge this week, who's written a book called Everlastings, and she talked about even drying dahlias, which is very interesting to get you through the winter. You know, obviously, as a flower grower, it's lovely to have something in the winter as well. And yep. I never thought about drying dahlias, but that's quite an interesting new sort of proposition, really. I suppose, actually, yeah, when you, if you think about it, I suppose if you can get them before they get too mushy, um, cutting them, hanging them upside down as you would alleys, I suppose, really, and just yep. letting the moisture drain out, then yes, I can see that from a, you get that lovely crisp sort of um, display, a bit like hydrangeas, wouldn't you, that have dried. Yeah, I could see, especially the different flower types. If you've got balls, decoratives, water lilies, all those different flower shapes together could look really wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So that was another use, I thought. Dahlia's all yeah. year round. What, what could be better? <laughs> absolutely, would <laughs> be wonderful. So I've just got some questions that I'll, I'll fire off, if that's okay, Tom. Sure. So when do we plant our dahlias? Well, I always... <laughs> My personal thing is I always like to pop them. So I tend to plant mine um, sort of early April. And I start to, whether I'm buying new ones or whether I've kept them from over winter, whether I've lifted. But that tends to be late March, early April. I tend to put them in a three litre pot and let them grow and start to shoot. And I do give them protection at that point. So I found generally... I just keep mine in my cold greenhouse. And if I if we get a, an unexpected bout of coldness, I will just cover them over with fleece. But generally, I found them to, to be fine. So then I, I let them develop, get the, the pots to be quite full of root, nice, strong and sturdy shoots before I plant out, generally middle to end of May. That's my sort of time for doing it. Yeah, because... You know, it's almost like you're playing with the weather, aren't you? When's the last frost? Yeah. You know, and some people say, "Oh, it's the 21st of April, and we've had frost <laughs> in May." Yeah, so absolutely. I can see if you why you, you further do up that. in the north. Yeah, absolutely. But if you if you haven't got space to to pot up, then I think mid May is a good time to plant outside. And very often on our trials ground, um, we have done that in the past where we've just planted direct into the ground around the middle of May. They soon quickly start to show. It's amazing, really. <laughs> I love them. So when, um, as a flower grower, I definitely love them. Um, so what should you take into account when you're planting your your tuber, your dahlia tuber? What do you need to think about? Well, I think um, overall sight is, in, is important. Lots of sun. Dahlias don't like to be in the shade. Nice, full sun position. And if you've got ideally just a little bit of shelter so if you've got planting up near a, a screened hedge or a lowish fence or if you can't provide that shelter they might just need a little bit of support especially for some of the taller varieties dahlias love feed so and loads of it lots of feed and lots of water but they don't like to be waterlogged so it's a bit of a, almost an oxymoron in the sense they want loads of water and feed, but they don't like to be sitting in it. So good free draining soil, but pretty humus rich. And um, I, I mean, our site at, on our trials ground tends to be quite free draining. We can have a huge downpour, but it does dry out quite frequently. So we incorporate lots of muck, literally good old fashioned organic manure. Um, we turn the soil over really well, two spades depth. It's the best. I don't think you can beat it, really. 
Um, and then, yeah, just lots of water and feed really throughout. I tend to feed with a high nitrogen feed up until we get into June. And then I start to switch to a high potash feed as we get towards the end of June, beginning of July to encourage all the flowering shoots. I probably don't feed mine enough, actually, now you've just mentioned that. So that'll oh, be on my calendar. Yeah, absolutely loads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in a, we use support because it's, we're in, we're, in a, we're in a very sunny position, it's well drained and all the rest of it, and we use manure. But, uh, so we're using support, we do support ours. But, um, yeah, it depends on the variety, of course. But, yeah, more feeding is what I've learned today. Definitely more feeding. Yeah, they're, they're really hungry. <laughs> and, I know, I don't know how many varieties there are of dahlias. I think I read oh. something ridiculous. It's just 40 odd thousand or something, something really oh, ridiculous. It is tens of thousands, yeah. Yeah. I think I read 47,000 somewhere. Um, so it's very impossible to think of the best ones for cutting. But what are your personal favorites or your top five? Or now I know it depends, you know, if you're a wedding florist, you'd be growing very sort of, um, you'd be growing lots of the whites and lots of pinks. But, um, you know, we bishops, we grow lots of bishops in very bright colours. So yeah. what would be your top five and why? Um, well, I suppose, oh God, you know, I think that's almost impossible to name top five. But <laughs> I, I think um, I, I do have definite favourite colours. And I do love sort of plums and purples, oranges. And I think, I mean, I do love varieties like Profundo, which is a lovely, rich plum colour. And it's wonderful for cutting. It's a ball type. And um, I think I do have a bit of a, a tendency to go for the, the ball types and the smaller decoratives just because they last so well in the bars. Um, far, uh, yeah, definitely more so than the larger decoratives. Um, so for me, for plums and purple colours, I love Profundo. I love a variety called Valesca, which is really gorgeous. It's, I mean, it does have bits of yellow in, but it's, that gorgeous crimsony plum colour. It's just fantastic. I love it. And, and there's another gorgeous variety called Zirconia, which um, I really love as well. And some of those varieties, we, we created a collection um, last year. Might it even have been the year before, actually. We do so many of them that I, I, I sometimes forget which year we've introduced them. But we called it the Black Current Cassis Collection, literally because it's full of those gorgeous, rich, sort of plum purple tones um so i do love those colors for definite and i love the oranges and um i think my favorite orange would be david howard by a long shot and i i love it because i love its height i love it because it's quite sturdy so i i never stake mine at all they seem to cope quite well without any form of staking and they've got so many flowers i mean you can cut bunches and bunches of them and of course the more you cut like all dahlias the more you get i think that's the one most important thing for dahlias is the cutting of them um the more, literally it is the more you cut the more you get and david house is wonderful for that it has lovely tall stems the flowers are are a bit bigger than a ball it's a smallish to medium decorative but the orange is such an intense color the stems are dark and the foliage is bronze it's wonderful in a vase, especially if you've got like a um, a blue vase or a, a rich sort of navy coloured vase. Plonk them in there. They're, they're just fabulous. Um, and I suppose I also love dailies in pots. And of course, the taller varieties can be a bit 
problematic for there. You, you do need quite a bit of support. But there is a variety called Totally Tangerine, which is an anemone flowered. And I really love that. The orange is so intense. Um, and the petals sort of reflex back as the flowers mature. And that is wonderful in a pot. So I have five or six of those dotted around my my sort of back sort of doorsteps. And, and they're really wonderful. So I suppose they're just a few of my favourites. I could go on forever. I, suppose. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the type, isn't it? Obviously, we're growing, we grow the open ones for pollination. So we get lots of bees. So that's oh, yeah. great. The and the flowers, ball ones, yeah. yeah. So the ball ones we love actually. If we're going to use as cut flowers because they're better, and like you say, they've got really good vase life and they're quite sturdy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we grow probably about ten varieties, so maybe even more, fifteen varieties. But we cover the whole color spectrum, right the way from burgundy, yeah. to oranges to yellows to whites to pinks, and that's yeah. kind of what we're how we're um, purchasing. But yeah. yeah. No, I love well, and you mentioned the single flowers, and um, that is one area that yeah, we do. I mean, the Bishop series is still very popular. I sometimes think the Bishop series is not a very uniform series in terms of height. Um, you've got a lot of variation there, but of course, yes, Bishop of Landaff is is what is wonderful, isn't it? And it, I still think it's one of the best reds. Um, but I do quite like the the Happy series of dahlias, and. They are more uniform in height and varieties like Happy Single Party, Happy Single Kiss, Happy Single Flame. Those three are, are wonderful. They're lovely colours. And, yeah, the bees love them. There are, you, do, you can hear the bees buzzing around them yeah. all, all the time, yeah, which is great. And the, the, the sales for those are definitely more popular than they ever used to be. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of, you know, Dave Golston talking about bees and a lot more about environment. And I think people have sort of got onto that and then they mm-hmm. buy some for pollination as well. So it's a sure. mix, it's a real mix. So the age old question to lift or not to lift your dahlias at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I, we, we, I won't tell you what we do, but yeah, what, what <laughs> lift or not to lift? Well, for me, I, I, I mean, I, I think I think it is quite simple, really. I think if your if your soil is free draining, and and it really does have to be free draining, um, and I would say you're sort of maybe the Midlands down. Yep, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> and where they are planted is quite sheltered, and you are able to mulch quite freely, then. I tend to leave them in. So I leave mine in the ground. Um, I say at home I do that. On our trial site, we do lift them because that's a little bit, although the soil is free draining and that's that's just outside Newmarket, but the site tends to be a bit more exposed. Um, so we do lift them on there. I think more than anything, from a practical point of view, because we need to, keep the site free of weeds and we generally have a farmer come in and plough up our our trials ground each year to keep it fresh and incorporate lots of organic manure um i would say if definitely if your soil is tends to be a bit on the heavy side um i I would always lift them for sure and just you know let them dry out totally turn them upside down let all the water drain out and then literally put them in a tray, cover them over with some very dry compost, sand or sawdust, and then just keep them in the dark somewhere frost-free. 
until the weather picks up again, sort of March time, you can start and bring them to life again. Just soak them and then pop them up or, or plant them out um, a little bit later. So I, I think it really is where you live. I, yeah, I think you just I have agree. to be sensible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've never lifted ours. Um, we did lift a few this year because we wanted to propagate from them. Yeah. But that was the only reason. So we'd gone along with bamboo shoots, bamboo sticks and put, yeah, we quite like that one. We'd like that one propagated. And we quite like that one. We'd have that propagated. <laughs> but generally not. We would definitely mulch. We'd definitely cover them up. We'd put them to bed. We'd make them nice and toasty. Yeah. And we leave them. Because actually the threat of lifting them and mice and looking after them and freezing and all of that over the winter was almost too much really but i think you're right if you live in the depths of scotland and you're going to get lots of snow and the temperatures are going to plummet and you're going to get lots of water and waterlogged then you probably want to lift them i, I think so to be on the safe side yeah i well that yeah that's what i would i would always recommend so on that last point about propagating how do you propagate from dahlias for me the best thing i find is always cuttings and you can and as they start to, I, I always do this quite early on. So as the first shoots start to come up from the tubers, so I'm talking about ones that I've potted. Yeah. Um, so once we get into April, early May, I will take from those shoots because they're strong, they're healthy. Um, so I think that's a very good time. And it also gives you enough time to get a decent plant that will flower that summer. Um, so, yeah, my... I always think, and I think you get better results from cuttings as, as well. It's always my preferred preferred option. Ours too, actually, um, yeah. is to take from cuttings. So if people want to learn more about dahlias, I know you've got lots of information on your website, Tom, and also if they want to come and have a browse and see what you've got, where do they find you? So the best, the best place is on our website. That's where the biggest choice is, and that's where the most information is. So that's on www.woolmans.com. Um, without doubt that all the information is on there. All the varieties are on there. There's also multiple images, very often variety, where we don't have space in all of our catalogues to put all of those imagery and as much information. But if you want a catalogue as well, you can phone our, our order line as well, which is um, on 0845. 658-9137 and you can request a catalogue as well and we have numerous catalogues we've launched a dahlia catalogue this year called dazzling dahlias that's a new thing for us it's got a vibrant front cover so um yeah that's well worth a look as well i think it's just attractive i've got it actually i think it's just attractive as it is so it's a nice <laughs> little coffee table but so it's quite nice uh, okay tom thanks very much um Tom and I will be talking chrysanthemums in another episode. But thanks very much, Tom, for today and talking all about dahlias. Oh, it's no problem. It's been my pleasure. Thanks ever so much. Thank you. I look forward to next week's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review on your podcast app. We do have some wonderful free resources on our website at thecutflowercollective.co.uk. We also have two free Facebook communities, which we'd love you to join. For farmers or those who want to be flower farmers, we have Cut Flower Farming, Growth and Profit in Your Business. 
And our other free Facebook group is Learn with the Cut Flower Collective for those starting out on their flower journey. All of the links are below. I look forward to getting to know you all.